Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Brown Boy Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Junaid Khan, also known as Brown Boy or Brown Boy Bodybuilder. And today I have a returning guest in the form of my younger brother, Nisar Khan. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So we've got you back on the show again after a couple of months. Uh, it took a while to get you on, obviously commitments and stuff. Let's start off with yourself. Give us an update on how you've been since we've last seen you, what's been new, what's happened, any new ventures, and just, yeah, just to give us a little update. Uh, well, not, nothing new, just keep my head down. Um, I've launched NSR, uh, my new uh, privately owned um, sports and uh, po- popular culture website. That's going very well. Uh, we'll give you a link below. And yeah, we're just keeping focused. Uh, fresh decade, fresh opportunities for everyone. I hope everyone else is doing good as well. Uh, we've got, it's 20th of January already. Look how quickly the decade's gone. 20 days into 2020. Unbelievable. It's been fantastic so far though. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, keep up the great work. It's a pleasure to be here. You're doing very well. Mashallah. It's always nice to hear those converts from your own blood. Um, did you set any goals for 2020? Did you set any um, things you wanted to do different for 2020 as opposed to 2019? Not really, just to enjoy life and, and uh, achieve as many things as I can. That's it. And just seeing records, seeing history, each obstacle, get there, break down the obstacle, keep breaking down obstacles until there's no obstacles left. And when there are no obstacles left is when I am six feet under. Well, in essence, I was going to add to that. When there are no obstacles left, you go and create another obstacle. Because when we're not challenged in life, then there's no, there's no point really That's living. It. That's it. So are you, are you um, one of them people who doesn't really believe in like, the whole New Year resolution? Oh, point? I absolutely believe in it. I love it. I see it's just a, another fresh year to an, another 365-day slate for you to put on what you can to achieve as much as you can. I mean, why not? Like, you want to look back in, in, on New Year's Eve in 2020 when we're about to go to 2021 saying, wow, look, look how far I've progressed whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically, any uh, academically, get a new job, get a new promotion. There's so many things you can improve in your life. So do you see it more so as like a comparison tool to, to yeah, what it was yeah, in the year? Definitely. I think definitely they do help for, as opposed to looking back at the last year, I did a video, uh, seven tips, sorry, seven lessons learned from yeah, 2019. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I feel like those lessons learned if they're reversed, can actually be tips for 2020. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So it's like a reversal of something you did wrong to then do it better for 2020. So yeah, as I was saying before I got rudely interrupted by a technical delay, was that in essence, the lessons I learned from 2019, it was almost a case for 2020 to reverse them. And then that's what I can do for 2020 going forward. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. So... Going away from that, so a little thing. Uh, you did say about your new venture. I'm intrigued. I did find out briefly about it, but for the viewers, usually we plug things at the end. But for the viewers, we now have a chance to, you know, give them a little update of what's going on. I'll put all the information below, obviously, but gives a gives a little update as to how that materialised and really what it is and what what are the visions going forward for it. I thought new decade, I've had a good six years on Sporting Matrix, but I felt I needed something fresh, something where I can push content more around my name. Not really as an ego boost, just to case the content to me. So I've started posting uh, more sports analysis, which I've focused on, a lot more social media interaction, sharing new music. And the 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 uh, ultimate goal is to build a big a, med- a media company that has a lot of different 
things for just really i can use my creativity i can throw in youtube videos and of course the central line will be sport but nsr those letters can sp- sound or stand for anything and um i'll announce what let me stop you there one time one quick time and you can be as vague as you like about the answer to this question but was there was there a hint of politics in your your let's say your transition from the sporting matrix your your other company to now nsr was there a hint of political matters? That is the question. To answer your question, there wasn't a hint of politics. There was about a couple tablespoons worth of politics Ooh. in there. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. When you work together with family, it doesn't always work out. Uh, as you can see, as you may have been a witness to, it can get heated in there, in the battlefield sometimes. Or the house can turn into a battlefield when you're working with your family. So I thought it was best to step away. Let me win things how I did in mm-hmm. June 2013. And here we are now, January 2020, back in full control. And I hold all the cards again, just like Conor does in the UFC. Which we will be speaking about very shortly. Um, Regarding that, so it's an entertainment company. So it's not just focused on sports. It's focused on everything. Is that what you said? That's correct. Um, I was actually up up last night watching the NFL, uh, reporting on that as well. So, you know, so it's a fun thing to do. I've really found my love for the game. Yes, because you're very interested in music as well. You've inspired me to uh, build, a, build a very good Spotify playlist. Um, I always see you in the morning when, I, when I'm back home, listening to music, getting yourself motivated. And I've kind of done that myself lately. I've been putting on music when I get up and it kind of makes me it makes me want to do things in a sense. Who, who's, your top artist? who's your top artist right now? You know what? My top artist right now, it used to be M. Huntrell, but lately it's been... Who has it been lately? You know what? It's been... I'll tell you who my top artists are. Those delivered to me by Spotify Discover Weekly, oh, they see, really yeah, yeah. do hit hit the palette yeah. because yeah. they give me the, the the artist I really want to listen to. Um, in terms of what's my favourite song at the moment, um, even though it's quite an old song, I've been listening to that song by Young Fume for Clout. Oh yeah, have you heard that one? Yeah, Young Fume is very good. I believe it's very. Yeah, good. I like I like okay. him. Um, I'm just trying to think. Let me have a let me have a quick look because um, I've I've a. Uh, I've been listening to a specific song which I've really enjoyed lately. Let me have a look on my little my little gym playlist because that's where it's going to be. Um, it's my Spotify playlist. <clears throat> yeah, another guy, Chris Cash. We listened to oh, him. Oh yeah, I yeah, I've heard of him. I think there's a lot of tunes you'll like that I play. Uh, like you said, that Netflix and Chill one that you know from yeah, Fred. Yeah. That tune is so hard, and I remember when I first heard that. Where did I hear it? Workout. Uh, the gym. Yeah. <laughs> the workout. I remember, I remember that. Do you know what I mean? So. So anyway, going back uh, far to your NSR, so what, what's the plans for it then going forward? You said you wanted to build it into a multimedia entertainment company, which I think it will most likely do. Do you look at collaborations? I mean, look, you've got, you've got me here, Brown Boy. Yeah, of course, of course. I'd say um, for the first few months, we're going to just try and build it, just push out lots of content, maybe make a few, a few vlogs and stuff, just experiment with things. And yeah, of course, over to collabs, of course, uh, I do not have much expertise in the, the gym field. So that is one place we will look to acquire expertise in uh, aka brown boy um and we'll just look around of course upcoming artists as well uh, we could plug them that's the ultimate goal just to provide a wide range of options for people to you know pick and choose from i want it to be like a pick and mix you know like a kid in a candy yeah. store you get to pick you know a bit of sports a bit of music i'm trying to add some inspirational things there as well uh, maybe some motivational videos or talks we'll see how it goes but it's a very exciting time for me and um, i'm looking forward to it so i saw you doing a lot of mixes with music and stuff with your, with your friends and stuff so are you going to be like or have you started publishing them on that website as well 
Uh, that is the ultimate plan as well. I'm just trying to perfect the, the beats that I'm creating. And um, yeah, well, that is another plan as well. Music production is something I'm, I'm working towards. It's a lot more difficult than you think, though. You know, you can yeah, have one great imagine. beat and it can just be ruined by one thing you do, you know. One thing you do. And I will say right now, I'm going to use this opportunity to give a shout out to a certain individual called Raz. Now, if you don't know him, you don't know him, but I'm sure me and you both know him, Raz. And I feel you and him should do a little collaboration because, you know, when he spits um, to music, it's quite good, isn't it? I should, yeah, I could send him a few beats. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and sit in the car with him and go for a little drive. Right, let's move on to what I really want to talk about today. Mr. McGregor. So he... Returned to the UFC, for all you guys who don't watch it, which I'm sure many of you do, he returned to the UFC with a 40-second knockout. He looked imperious, he looked slick, he looked in amazing shape, and he really looks transformed. What I want to start with is not actually the fight. I want to start with his transformation, because we were supposed to do this podcast before the fight, so I've produced a few questions right. based on that. His transformation really, really hit my heart. It <clears> made me realise he, he is a, actually a great guy. He's returned to the Connor of old. In a sense, it was almost like with the Khabib situation, a lot of, especially Muslims, started hating him. A lot of people started hating him, didn't like him. Even I thought he was a bit of an idiot. Um, and now this transformation, like, tell me what you think of this, because to me it is absolutely astonishing in the sense of very motivating as well. Uh, I thought uh, Cowboy was in trouble the way McGregor's demeanour was over fight week. He was calm, he was collected. It was almost like, a similar press conference to uh, December 2015 against um, Aldo. He was calm, he was collected. It's almost as if he knew the world's watching. Now it's time to go out there. He's he sold the tickets. Conor McGregor's a big name now. I mean, he had a lot of... That 2019 for him was a tough year. You could tell he had the uh, allegations, the court cases. Everything was... He was in the headlines for the wrong reason. There was no wonder he didn't make it to the Octagon. And a lot of us didn't think he'd make it to the Octagon at all. And then he comes back and, and he had to he had to perform... A, he had to perform like he did and he, and he got the win and now he's back where he was in a similar position in five years ago. He could fight anyone in the UFC right now and uh, he could get the biggest fight uh, easily. But it's, uh, he's changed himself, he's transformed. I think we will see a trash talk out of him, but there's no need to trash talk someone like Donald Cerrone, you know. They, there's just respect there now. Mm-hmm. And going on to the fight, um, it obviously ended in 40 seconds. What were your views on that? Because he started off with a, with a shot, which he missed, obviously. But then something he did, which was really, I'd say, unconventional, was when he got him in the clinch, he actually shouldered him. And he not, he actually apparently broke his nose with his shoulder. That, to me, was was starting. Like, what, this, what, what piece of skill? This is what really separates the casual fans from the uh, experts in the game, because everyone was, was shocked to see someone shouldering someone like that. But, I mean, John Jones does it commonly in, in, in his fights. A lot of other people do it up against the cage. Uh, Connor's never done it obviously but he did do it there and it can be effective obviously Donald had no idea what was happening until his nose was plastered across the side of his face and um, from there it was it was just a, a different technique you know he decided to clinch with Connor Connor hit the shoulders and after that when you're wounded against Connor I don't care who you are you're going to be stopped very soon Mm-hmm. And what about the claims that uh, Nate Diaz has come out with today or yesterday? That and many other fans have come out with that the fight looked to be a f- to be have been fixed, in a sense. It's, it's, it's for me. It's pretty simple. Cowboy got stunned with either the knee that hit him in the first seconds or the shoulders. After that, he's he's backtracking. He's he's bleeding. So how did they fix that? Who knows? And then a, a head kick. And after that, Cowboy. 
it was a very similar cowboy to what we saw against Dos Anjos um, a week after Aldo, a week after the Aldo McGregor fight. Cowboy had a big fight, a big title fight, and he 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 got hurt by something early, and he never recovered, and mm. that was it. And it, it almost looked like he was giving up, but in that situation, you know, you're in survival mode. He, he was just in, essentially he was like overwhelmed. It was just such a barrage of shot. But then, don't yeah. you think when he was when he was in the tussle with uh, with McGregor? He could have avoided those those shoulders because it, the fact that he got knocked out it was a real hard shoulder, wasn't it? Because not knocked out, sorry, his um, nose got broken. I mean that that surely he could have. Do, I mean, does he not train for that? Do you know? Well, it, it happened very quickly. I'm I'm sure. So, you know, I mean the I, I I'm I'm sure the first shoulder stunned him, but if he broke up straight away with his chin in the air, you know that could be worse. So I mean these are split split second decisions that elite athletes have to make, and obviously they're not always going to be right. But mm. just because they're not right doesn't mean it's been fixed. It just means it's a it's an error, human error. Of course, yeah. human error happens in, in in sport. And coming up against a guy like McGregor, it's going to be very difficult because you have to be on your best and then so. Yes, correct. And who, who's his next opponent going to be? Then we've heard echoes of Pacquiao, for example, or we've heard echoes of Mayweather too. We put a little post up about it. Potentially Khabib if the Ferguson fight falls through. But who would you like to see him fight, and who do you think he will fight? Well, unless. Um... Habib and Ferguson falls through. I'd say the UFC should keep him till summer international fight with July for a big fight with uh, Masvidal. I think that'll be a huge fight, and it'll be the fight before. If Conor wins that, he can either fight for the welterweight title or he can fight the winner of Habib Ferguson. So uh, personally, he could fight in March, maybe against someone like Justin Gagey or something. But I think to set up for international fight week, a big summer fight against Masvidal is is the money maker for the UFC. And then Habib. Sorry, so you can do international fight week. That's in the summer, right? Yeah. So that's the that's when um, the big the biggest fights usually happen. For example, UFC two hundred. Um, you know, so it's it's like it is a big summer event for the UFC. Right. And it's okay. in Vegas. Like one eight nine when he when he fought Mendes. That was international fight week. The, the big ah, summer yes, fight. I remember the hype yeah. behind that. So yeah, but then what about these claims that he might be going into boxing? He says he has an unfinished business, obviously with boxing. And uh, I mean, personally, I don't know about you, but I would—I don't really want to see him go back into boxing yet. Not uh, yet, yeah, not yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if he was to fight Pacquiao, I don't really know. Like, I don't think he'll win personally. It, if he fights Mayweather again, I think it'll be a good fight if it's promoted. But I don't think he'll win unless he is substantially better. I think the Pacquiao fight would be interesting because obviously Pacquiao holds the um, uh, WBA title. And Conor does want a world title, but for now, I think Conor has to deal with what he's got ahead of him in the UFC. Obviously, he wants a Habib rematch. He wants to work towards that. And there's a lot of people calling out his name. Like, don't forget about um, Usman. Was we'll, we'll Usman we'll... potentially injured? Is he injured at the moment or not? Um, I believe he's waiting for, uh, depending on what happens with the UFC London main event and um, uh, Masvidal and McGregor. I mean, they're all the cards on the table. It took a while for him to get his last fight scheduled with uh, Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're in the money, money fight era where fighters are demanding um, more more than they did before. And that's probably because of McGregor. That is the McGregor effect, I feel. He's had a big effect on boxing, on, uh, on, on the fight game in general. Definitely, yeah, huge. Going, going, going across the pond now to boxing, another huge fight next month. Um, it's Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder, the rematch. Um, have you had a look at the press conferences? I mean, I haven't had a look at yeah. any of them recently. What, what, what's been going on? Well, we're just one month and two days away from it, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm just so excited already. You know, it's it's one of them fights that 
whatever happens, the world will be watching. Even if, if Fury's boxed Wilder's head off for 11 rounds, that 12th round, everyone's going to be watching to see if Wilder can land one of their bombs. And um, yeah, I feel they're both, they both know what it, what it took out of them the first time. And both of them are being far more serious now. I know Wilder knows this won't be an easy knockout like he may have thought, may have thought last year. And Fury also thinks that it will be much harder to expose Wilder. So I think we're going to get an even better fight than we did um, one year ago. Who's going to win? I'll say Tyson Fury by decision. You really think that? Yeah. Despite the fact he said he doesn't believe he'll get a decision in America. I think I think he can. He could have. He probably would have if it wasn't for the knockdown in the 12th round. I think he could maybe push for a late stoppage, but it's risky against Wilder. So I would say... He should get on his bike for 12 rounds. He could maybe stop Wilder late, but again, Wilder's dangerous. You know, you don't want to risk it. You know, you mm. hang in the pocket for one more second than you should be, and you could be staring at the lights. Gone. That that punch is absolutely devastating. It's probably the most devastating punch I've ever seen in But boxing. I have a lot of respect for Wilder um, as well, so I'm, I'm hoping for the, for the best. And obviously, if we do, if Fury does beat Wilder, we probably will get the third fight in the summer. Are you reckon it will be that quick? Yeah, I think so. Wow. So, with Fury, is he as motivated now for this fight, do you think, as he was when he first came? Because I haven't watched the press conferences, like I've said, but I've read a few things, and a part of me feels like he's almost a little less on it than he was before. I've not read anything about that personally, but you never know until he's he's in there. I mean, he was he had a good war against, um, who was it? After the Otto. The Otto, Otto, Otto Wallen, yeah. Yeah, and he, was, he was in trouble in that fight, you know, with the cut and all. But he got through it. He showed the heart. I think that would help him more for Wilder fight than Wilder's win against um, Ortiz. Mm. Both of them, you know, they learned a lot, though. I think I think these fights per- perfectly primed them for the rematch now. They've gone off. They've mm. had two big wins each. And we'll see where we go from there. And what do you see as, like, the big fights in, in, in both UFC and boxing and, and uh, even, I don't know, what other um, sports you watch, but let's just talk the fight game. Give us give us five big fights you want to see in the next five years. Next five years. Five big okay. fights in the next five years. Okay, so we'll, we'll get two out of the way, the heavyweights. AJ versus Fury and AJ versus Wilder. Mm-hmm. I feel we need to see them, to, them the, the heavy, all the heavyweights. Those, those three heavyweights should fight each other. That has they to need happen. to fight each other, yes, definitely. I think we need to see McGregor versus Masvidal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I want to see that as well. To be fair, McGregor versus Habib too as well. I, I want to see that just to either erase the doubt or maybe Conor gets revenge. Because imagine in Moscow, or it, it will be, be a spectacle, you know. Um, hopefully, or we, hopefully, we'll see Ferguson Habib in April. But mm-hmm. I'm an unlucky pull out. Um, maybe McGregor Diaz free. Potentially as well. Um, I was going to say Canelo, Canelo versus um, Callum Smith. The right, give, us a bit more inf- give us a bit more information about these two. I know a lot about Canelo. I don't really know much about Callum Smith. But give us a bit of information on why you want to see that fight, a little background into both of them as well, if you can. Only so the viewers can know. And even so you can school me a little bit as well. Well, the first is that it could, it could be the fight that Canelo comes to the UK for. Obviously, he's one of the biggest stars in boxing, if not the biggest star. Um and him fighting, I think Callum Smith will pose dangers for him. I, I don't know if he's at Canelo's level, but it will definitely be a big fight for us in the UK as, as a British fight fan. I'd love to see that. Mm. And I've also love to see uh, Lomachenko versus Javante Davis. That would be another one of their big. Again, this is um, they may not attract the highest of casual fans, 
but, but for the fighting fight, fans, it, fight yes. fans, I love it. It's more so for the fighting fans. I definitely think that. Like the start, the fights you're saying now, I don't know much oh, about. Oh, and uh, I'd love to see Adesanya versus Jones in the UFC. I, I think that will happen yes. maybe two years down the line. To get let Adesanya clear out the middleweight division, put on some size, and then we'll see what if that happens. Do you reckon Cormier will fight Jones again, or is that dead now? I think, the, I think the, the direction they're going to go in is Cormier Stipe three, and I think Cormier will retire after that fight, regardless of the result. Um, because he beat Stipe in the first fight, right? And he lost yeah. in the second. Yeah, I, I think oh, that okay. they are the direction is the, the, for that third fight. And, um, you know, it'd be good to see DC retire with the belt. Um, I don't know if it's worth fighting Jones again. You know, at this age now, time's gone on a bit now. So, mm. it looks like he, I kind of feel if he retires, having not beaten Jones, that will hurt him. It will but hurt at the him. same time. At the same time, he doesn't, I don't think he can actually beat him. Uh, at heavyweight, I think he's got a bigger chance. But we'll see what jo- what Jones is like at heavyweight if he does fight at heavyweight. Mm. It's just that kick, Puff. That kick, yeah. you know, that's going to knock anyone out. Oh, and of course, I'd love to see Aldo versus Cejudo, which might happen in May for the belt. Did, if uh, I... Aldo lost, he lost recently, right? Or did he win? Yeah, he lost, but it was a very controversial decision. A lot of people thought he would have won, which is why he's in talks with Cejudo to f- fight for the bantamweight belt in Brazil, which will be a spectacle. Is the I might have to fly, I want to fly that myself. Uh, yeah, bant- it goes uh, flyweight, bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight. So he's going to cut, he's have to cut even more? Or did he cut well, for that he, weight? He, he, cut, he cut for that recent fight. It was grueling, I heard. It, it, it was grueling, but he looked good. He did look good in the fight. Really? So. Okay. Okay, so yesterday, a certain Alison Becker kicked the ball. <laughs> oh, I love this moment. I was watching. Yeah. A certain Alison Becker kicked the ball for an assist, and Mo Salah slotted home for 2 0, and Alison went and celebrated. And Salah took his shirt off and celebrated with the fans. I think that's one of them iconic moments. It's almost as iconic as Jim you know, when Gerard kissed the camera uh, when we beat United at Anfield. Uh, was that Old Trafford though? We beat them. I think that was when they, I was actually thinking about it yesterday. That was when United lost four-one against Liverpool at, and, yeah. at Old Trafford. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and, and a certain um, Andrea Dosena scored. I remember that. It was uh, it was one of those special moments. I thought you know City just drew Leicester lost. It was one of them moments where you know, okay. Something special. I mean, that, that that game was really nerve wracking, wasn't it? It and was, yeah. I I loved how I loved just how it all went out. The the early lead for us, United came at us. They were causing us problems, and then we just cut 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 them off at the end. Just that that kill shot. It was it was beautiful stuff. Is the title coming to Liverpool? Do you really think? As a look, as an individual, and I understand what Jurgen Klopp says. He will say, of course, it's not one yet. There's one game at a time. And I think he's totally right about that. Liverpool have had many slip-ups in the past. Even I, as a as a person who really does like Liverpool, am not saying we've won it yet. Because they haven't won it yet. It's still a long way to go in 34. It's still a long way to go. It is only January. But, 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 but is it going to happen? Let, let's, let, let me ask you now. I asked you this last year and it hurt. But it was harsh last year. Let's be honest. A one-point difference, yeah? yeah? Is it going to happen? I have faith that it will, but... I'm I'm just trying to enjoy every game as as it ha- happens now. I, I'm, I'm, we're witnessing a legendary team here, at Liverpool. I feel, and I'm just Are they the greatest it, team ever. They could be. Talk, ask me that in May. Ask me that in May. We'll see. Because um, right now we are playing like one of the best teams ever with that we with one of the the iconic teams. You know the Barca's from 2011 or the Barca with Messi, Neymar, and Suarez. You know we're playing at that level. So as a fan, it's just enjoying it and taking one game at a time. Every time I'm checking the table, or right, next game, you know, it's always that focus. And of course, Atletico in a couple of weeks as well, or next month. That's going to be a big game. I think what Klopp's done is he's he's built 
a group of winners. Like United, they were talking about United's um, recruitment compared to Liverpool's. And if you look on paper, United have actually recruited the better players in terms of their name, but they've never worked out. Whereas Liverpool have recruited players like Juan Aldum, who used to play for Newcastle, got relegated. Yeah. Okay. He's made him into a star player. He's had Henderson, who he's changed. You didn't obviously buy him, but he made him into a better player. Yeah. Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, they weren't like top, top players. Roberto yeah, Firmino. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would tell you when Roberto Firmino was bought by Brendan Rodgers for 34 million that he would become one of the best strikers in Europe? You would never think no, that. No, no, never. Do you know? Same with, same with Sadio Mane. Like, of course, he was doing well at Southampton, but you never thought he would be like Ballon d'Or, a Ballon d'Or contender. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I think it's testament to the mentality Klopp has instilled. He, like I said, um, when they lost last year for one point, they still went and won the Champions League. Yeah, I love they that. They had these near that. misses. They, they lost the UEFA Cup before. And we we're all saying now nah, Klopp's got to go because he keeps losing in the big moments. But it's suddenly shifted. And I think Van Dijk's obviously helped that. He's completely changed the club, his, his defensive abilities. Yeah. And they almost look like a team. Now, what I got from it yesterday was this. When Alisson kicked that ball out and they scored... Like it's just happening every single week. This keeps happening for Liverpool. They keep winning. They find a way to win. Yeah. And, and if anything, it. lately they're keeping clean sheets again as well. Yeah. And that's, this is what this is what I'm really like lo- loving now. The fact that seeing us win, you know, two nil, one nil, three nil. The the clean sheet is just it's that extra topping. It's like right, we are we are doing something here. And you know, I, I'm I'm sure as an Arsenal fan, you must feel a sweat to the Invincibles. But that's very early to talk about. You know right what? Now. Do you know what? I hope they do it. I really do like Liverpool as a club. And I don't, it's not about that. To be honest, when you see a good team, you salute them. And the unbeaten record is unbelievable. I'd love it if they went drawn drawn one and lost none for the whole season. Yeah. And got like 110 points, 112 yeah. points, I think. That's unbelievable, bro. Like That is, that is remarkable. Like they, The fact that they've drawn one game and won 21, I think, 22, that's sensational. After what they've... Put it into perspective after what they've come through, after yeah. losing in like how they did last year. We lost the Premier League by one, one point, yeah. You know, it's... 97 points that's the highest ever runner up amount, you know. And then they were out down and out against Barcelona, but they came back. And all of this is just building into them. And I really hope yeah. they do go far. If anything, I hope they go far because of Jurgen Klopp, because yeah. I've always I rated think... him as a manager. I think he, he, he deserves energy. it. I think he deserves it. And obviously, the, the job's not done yet, so we. We just have to keep taking every game as it comes. One game at a time. That's what he says, and that's what yeah. I believe as well. Yeah. So what do you reckon? Um, I know it's a bit of a bold question to ask. What, well, how many points will they get? Currently, I think they're sitting on about 63 or 64. How, how much will they get? And how much do you want them to get? Of course, I'd want them to get what is uh, the 110 marks, but even over 100 would be, would be incredible. You know. Yeah, if they get that over 100, I think that would be, uh, be sweet. Even if we reach our last season tally, I mean, you know, we've got a lot of room for error now, which is not for reason for us to be complacent, but reason for us to enjoy our football more now. And mm. like I said, the United game, while it was a bit stressful when United were on the pounce, it, it would just be a draw if they got, if they, you know, scored or, and we did feel in control, you know, it's, it's, it's a different feeling now. It's, um, we, we get <clears> used <throat> to winning, which is good and it's something to be grateful for. And the fact is that you've won three trophies already this season, or two trophies, sorry, in one last season. Is they, they, they know how to win. And I think their recruitment, going back to their recruitment, again, it's been sensational. I mean, you've bought the best goalkeeper probably in the world with Alisson. I mean, look at that yesterday. He 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 created the assist. He's just always there, Alisson. You know he'll he'll back you. Yeah, very reliable. Okay. And then you've got Virgil van Dijk. Like, he is just so composed and calm. His header was beautiful. I don't think the goal should have been chalked out, to be honest. You see that second goal? Where yeah, they, yeah. They got chalked out. 
I don't think that should have been chalked out. It was a great finish from Firmino, but like when you got Van Dijk, you just you just trust, and then you got Alisson yeah. behind him. So if Van Dijk doesn't work, you got Alisson. It's just nice watching watching a game and seeing Van Dijk, you know, at the back with Go. I think him and Gomez's partnership is brilliant. He's doing very well now, isn't yeah. it? And that's what Klopp wanted from the beginning, and now finally it's working because Gomez had a few injuries, I think. Yeah. And now it's finally working. They're coming and, into and Gome, it. And Gomez has really become his like second in command to Van Dijk. It's it's, it's brilliant. He's learning a lot from him, and he's a good. He's an English centre back as well, so that should could yeah, that's true. Uh, I think a lot of not enough people are talking about that actually. You know, having Gomez and Trent could be very good for us in the Euros in the summer. Mm-hmm. So who do you reckon's going to finish in the top four? Then, like, let's just say Liverpool win the league. Okay, I'll say City come second. Um, Leicester think, third, or are they dropping off because they're losing a lot lately? I think Leicester. Chelsea are losing too, and they're fourth. I'd say Leicester, Leicester and Chelsea will, will, but I think it'll be. I think it'll get tight, tight around that area. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, but I would say watch out for Sheffield United. They really are knocking on the door down that them ends. I, I do rate. Saying, I do rate what they're doing. I do rate what they're doing. I don't say they'll get top four, but I'm just saying that that like Chelsea keep dropping points, stupid points, okay, and Leicester are dropping points again lately. United, they're a bit mismatched. I don't know, maybe United could get it as well. I do think they could sneak in. Um, I wouldn't say Arsenal would get it, unfortunately, as an Arsenal fan. I just don't think we're there yet. We've got a few seasons of rebuilding to do. Um, but yeah, that it's going to be interesting, but I'll be happy if Liverpool win the league, to be honest. Inshallah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we've talked about a lot of things today. I'm pretty much looking at wrapping up now. Was there anything you wanted to add? Um, before before we uh, end this podcast, which has been a very enjoyable one, we've uh, spoken a lot about sports, about fighting. We've kind of kept it quite simple, which is good. So uh, just about to... what, what your goals are for twenty twenty, because um, I'm trying to see everyone achieve. And of course, if you're watching this, um, comment below on your goals for twenty twenty as well. Or if you're watching, you know, I feel we should everyone should work together to achieve their goals. You Inspire know, each other. Yeah, that's that's what it's about, really. You know, there's going to be, you know, um, okay, let's start on this. Do whatever you want to say. There's going to be, you know, dickheads who will try and, you know, write you off or mock you for, you know, aiming high. But, of course, people are given mindsets for a reason. You know, if you're given a mindset where you want to achieve, I feel you're blessed, as in you're blessed to have that opportunity and to be able to see a world in a different way. So you should should Mm -hmm. share it. And that's what you should do. You should should make the most out of it. You know, you you get to see the world in a different way. It's like, imagine if you see, um, you have vision goggles that can you can see things around you that don't actually exist or that other people can't see or like different frequencies hearing like different things like cats can hear you know different pictures and stuff like that they can see ghosts can't they you never know no wonder our cat uh, is tripping out all the time <laughs> yeah no it's a very um i echo some of the things you've just said there really for 2020 for me is to um uh, I really want to keep on top of these videos. I really do enjoy the regularity good, of it. Yeah. I start getting more subscribers lately. Good, start getting good. people with more views. So um, have more fun times with people. You know, spend more time with others. Have some good fun times. Meet new people. I've met a lot of people lately. Um, keep growing. Keep expanding. And be bold. You know, it's not about always being Mister Nice Guy. Um, yeah, people. That's true. If if certain people need to be cut off and told how it is, you best believe I'm a fucking tell them. You know good, what I'm saying? Good. That's good. So, That's good. so and yeah, ultimately that um, live each day. I had a real insight yesterday. I was a, uh, I was let's just say slightly on cloud nine for those of you who understand what I mean by that. Um, and I had an insight, and this was there is the guiding force watching over your life. 
So live in the moment so much so that each moment you are living in, you can get the most out of it. Because we're always, or me, seem to live in the past or the present. Sorry, the past or the future. Yeah. But the now moment is what creates both of those those realities. That's the one so really together, to, yeah. Exactly. So really focus on the now moment. Now look at this bedsheet here. I'm speaking to you on a on a on a video call. You're in another area. Like all these little things we have here. Instead of thinking, oh, what's my next meal going to be, or how am I going to edit this video? I should be thinking of like the now and I don't even have to think of it. It's a natural tendency. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's, yeah, it's, it's, there. it's like mindfulness and grateful and being grateful can, you know, be locked together really. You know, you've got, exactly. look, at all the, look at all the facilities around me. Like I've got a roof over my head. I've got everything I need really to, to live. So that's why you should also make the most out of it. You know, we've got, we've been given a good opportunity here. We should make the most out of it, which is why you're doing good here. I'm trying to do good, trying to create things for people to, to Definitely. lift people really. And, and also lift myself as well. You know, that you can always say, you know, it's about fame, numbers, this, that. That's not what really matters. What matters is is the currency, I feel, is the good deeds. You can have, your currency can be good deeds in the, in the world, you know. It's, that's, that's, acquire wealth that way and everything else will, will sort itself out. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you again today. I feel like this conversation has been... And if you guys watched the last one, just compare the two. I feel like this has been such a natural conversation. Yeah, absolutely. This is how we usually speak at home. Obviously, we'll just get into use of podcasting back then. But I'll be um, back. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be back. Definitely. I'm going to get you on more. Uh, give us um, a motivational or quote, a quote of some sort you'd like to give to the audience as a wrap-up. Think of a quote on the spot. Um, you can the... Google one if you want, whilst I read one out that I've got up here. Well, I'll just yeah okay i'm going to read one out whilst you look for one or think of one my quote is by the great ralph waldo emerson nothing is more simple than greatness indeed to be simple is to be great simplicity in life is what will make you great so however you uh, interpret that however you look at that as a as an individual watching this just realize that your greatness is in your own hands and it doesn't need to be as complicated as you think it needs to be. So look into Ralph Waldo Emerson. He's my G. Self-reliance. Very good essay. On to you, sir. Uh, it's what I saw on a YouTube video um, a few days ago. It's, um, it's quite a specific one, but it's treat you know, the, tasks, the tasks that you don't want to do in your life. For example, doing an assignment or going to work in the morning. That's your opportunity to demonstrate excellence in life. For example, you may not want to go to work or you may not want to go to every lecture at uni mm -hmm. or complete this assignment, but that is the actual opportunity for you to demonstrate excellence and you can find the fun in it as well. Like That's what I was doing. I have an assignment now. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to try and do it to, the, to an excellent standard, you know, Best of your ability, achieve excellence. Yeah. It's, it's more of a challenge now. That's what I see a lot of things in my life now. I'm doing them just as a challenge. You know, it's there. It's, it's a goal to be conquered. So treat every moment in your life, not just even the hard bits, every moment just chase that excellence and it will become you'll, you'll watch your life change in front of your eyes in essence have pride in what you do remember, yeah. do you remember do you remember there's a guy who used to watch quite a lot called greg plitt yeah Best this was his this was his central tenant man he kind of said when you do something and your name's attached to it put some meaning into it man it's your name attached to that motherfucking thing man have right. some fucking pride do it to the best of your ability and doing it to the best of your ability doesn't mean you don't fail doesn't mean you don't fuck up it doesn't mean that it goes wrong. It just means you gave it your all and you're willing to learn and do it again. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't worry if shit goes wrong. Just get up and try again, ultimately. Absolutely. And that's what I'll, 
and that's what I'll end the show. But thank you for coming on, um, and uh, we'll see you once again. God bless. It was a Peace pleasure. Happy New Year, everyone.